The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in. It's hour number two of the early line. We're here on SportsGrid on this Thursday morning. Kevin Walsh, I'm joined by Donnie Wrightside in France. Yesterday, advances over Morocco on the score sheet. Five minutes in, a 2-0 final. Impressive, impressive stuff, Donnie. To set again what you've said is going to be a great World Cup final. As good as you could ask for, uh, really, from all involved here, France against Argentina. Yes, you want superstars playing on the biggest stage here. You want things that are sort of be the coronation of a career. There's always the issue of who's the greatest soccer player of all time? Is it Pele from back in the day? You know, is it Ronaldo or whoever it might be? But also, now it might be Lionel Messi. The one thing that you could always argue, ha he's never won the World Cup. He can't be in contention for it. He just might win the World Cup. And if they do, Argentina, if they win, you better best be known. Messi's probably putting at least one or two in the back of the net to cement that. So mm. it's great. And also, Sunday, 10 a.m., what a way to get your day started before the NFL to watch the World Cup final with two titans going after it. Absolutely. We'll look at some of these early odds here, the futures market that involves some of the play rewards. But first, let's go over to Mike DeCourcy of Sporting News for a World Cup update. Lionel Messi is not done yet. If his goal against Mexico and the one against Australia and the penalty kicks in regulation and the shootout against the Netherlands did not convince everyone, then surely his master class in Tuesday's quarterfinal against Croatia got that done. Messi was almost as good as he's ever been in Argentina's 3-0 rampage with a goal, an assist, and a major role in the third that his team scored to advance to the final for the second time in his career. But getting to the final isn't enough at this stage. He's 35. This is probably his last chance to win one. So how likely is it that Argentina will hold up that trophy on Sunday evening in Qatar? I'm Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News, and this is your World Cup update. We do not know whether it'll be reigning champion France to face Argentina or whether Morocco can continue its Cinderella run. But we can examine how Messi and company, the favorite to win the tournament at this stage, match up with their potential opponents. France must win two games to Argentina's one to win the trophy, so their odds at the moment aren't as good. But France will probably be a slight favorite if they can defeat Morocco and advance to the final. France would be the foremost defensive challenge Argentina has faced, an entirely different sort of opponent. France can possess the ball. They have an elite creative midfielder in Antoine Griezmann. 
an aerial threat up front in Olivier Giroud, and the tournament's most inventive goal scorer, Kylian Mbappe. If Messi can play at the level he did against Croatia and combine with emerging forward Julian Alvarez, they can score against France. But the difference might be whether Argentina can slow down France in the midfield. If Morocco pulls still another upset, Argentina is among the best equipped teams to attack a defense that has not yielded a single goal to an opposing player in this tournament. Morocco will withdraw and protect the final third, but Messi is the ideal player to slice into that defense and create opportunities. We will likely see a France-Argentina final, which would be extraordinary, but we'll definitely see Messi in a massive game one more time, and that's big enough. Great breakdown there from Mike DeCourcy as we're back right here on the early line on SportsGrid talking about Messi against France, which is how this game is going to be presented. Argentina has a lot of talent there, but you can see why as our radio audience joins us here on a Thursday morning, the early line Sirius XM channel 159. One thing I noticed after yesterday's match, though, the odds have moved in a major way once again for Messi to win golden ball player of the tournament. He's now minus 430. Kylian Mbappe, I think, will need to score two-plus goals in a victory, mm. Donnie, to take player of the tournament back from Messi. We have seen players win this in losing efforts. It does feel like Mbappe is going to need a Herculean effort in order to take this off of Messi since Mbappe was not on the score sheet against Morocco. And also, let's take into effect, you know, and again, the people that vote on it aren't actually fans, but if Argentina gets to the final, they lose one to nothing, Mbappe doesn't score. Doesn't feel like the coronation of a career like, hey, man, we know you didn't win the World Cup and you really wanted to, but going out, here's a nice little prize that you could take with you as you were the best player mm -hmm. in this World Cup tournament here. It makes a lot of sense. I don't want to feed into the conspiracy theories like that would be behind it, but I think you're correct. If this game ends up two to one, Messi doesn't score, Mbappe gets two, and he was the definitive goal scorer where it was one-to-one -one late in regulation, then I do think he probably will walk away with it. But outside of that, it's probably going to be Messi's to lose. And Mbappe is plus 210, anytime goal scorer, and 16-1 to one to score two. So you see those are big numbers. I do have to ask, though, uh, Don, you mentioned Sunday, 10 a.m., a mm -hmm. lot of excitement. Are you going to be tuning yeah. in at Saturday at 10 a.m.? Ah. I'm so happy you brought that up. Put me commissioner. Who's playing in this game? Is Croatia going to wear teal blue or purple kits for this one? Because it doesn't matter. Is Morocco's nation going to stop right now to watch a game to see who the biggest loser actually is? But if we rhyme back to the NFL in the 1960s, they actually had a consolation game here for the runners-up that didn't make the Super Bowl. So it's happened before. But, Mike, I can't imagine this. The biggest moment in your life is to win the World Cup. You're like, man, i got to play one more game. Is any, are going to be any fans in the state? Are they playing this game maybe in the United States, down in Miami, just to have some fun? I don't know. But I can't believe there is a consolation game in the World Cup. You've got to be kidding me. NFL equivalent, what would you rather watch? An, a conference championship game, runner-up game, or the Pro Bowl? I mean, I've, I mean, just any one of the bowl games is comparable. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. 
the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. To hour number two here on the early line, Series XM Channel 159 Sports Grid De- Network. It's Donnie and Kevin here in the morning, and it's time to flip it over here. I know the NFL game is going to take precedence a little bit later in the show, but the NBA, nice four-game card tonight. Keep it short and sweet. You know, we're going to start here between the Bucks and the Grizzlies. The Bucks enter into this game, fresh off beating the Golden State Warriors, improving to 20 and 7 on the season, 7 and 4 on the road. But how about the Memphis Grizzlies? 18 and 9, Kevin, overall but a stellar 12-2 and two record yeah. on their home court. Obviously, you know, Giannis and John Morant going to play center stage, and it looks like we are expected to have John Morant back in the starting lineup tonight. If we set the table for this one here, FanDuel listing this current line at a minus one and a half and a total of 227. Two teams obviously playing good basketball in the season. Is it so simple to say one team has their star back, they play well on their home court, that's the way I'm going because the Grizzlies are a slight favorite tonight. Well, you take a look, John Morant, now, uh, the scoring has obviously been there all season long, but the assist numbers are continuing to impress here. Uh, he's now had double-digit dimes in three consecutive games entering this matchup. Uh, what also jumps off the page, though, is just shooting 6 of 20 last game and finishing with 15 points for John Morant. Usually, when you see a star player have a game like that, you want to come back to them. So 27 and a half points could line up one thing we've seen from Milwaukee this season is their road games go under nine of their 11 games on the road this season have played to the under I also wanted to bring up the sports grid player prop tool uh, for those that are familiar with this you know not only being able to give you the projections but grading uh, on the plays and uh, what they're projecting here and we've talked about this plenty of times right but it's a when there's one edge on one player prop, it can expand the board. Tonight's a night where the, the prop uh, tool here is fading Chris Middleton. Under points, under points plus rebounds, under points plus assists. Middleton's been playing good basketball, but the prop tool tonight going against Mitty. Yeah, by the way, we had a lot of fun with that on in-play sports tonight going over. It's nice to get that, even if you're saying to yourself, like, hey, I like this, it's good to use that as almost like a bumper here going, you know what, let me see what they have to say about this. And if it matches up with you, Mm -hmm. maybe double down on the game and have some fun and certainly give it a go. NBA action late night tonight. Interesting game here because the Suns, 
16 and 12 on the season, 4 and 9 on the road. Not playing good basketball as of late. Looking to snap a long losing streak. Now, the Clippers here playing good basketball when their starters are all involved in the process, 17 and 13 on the season. So we take a look at Devin Booker, who's expected to be back into the lineup tonight, which is key after missing two games. Paul George also anticipated back in the lineup, but Kawhi Leonard, of course not. He's not anticipated back in the lineup tonight. If we take a look at the line here, the Clippers are the home team favorite at minus two and a half at the FanDuel Sportsbook. A total listed at 218. Eh, Kawhi, take the night off. Relax. Enjoy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he will do just that. The last time they had a back-to-back, it was in Miami. He did not play in that game. They lost by five. I This game here is kind of a, a, a test of what you and I have to do going through this game more than 12 hours before we have mm-hmm. a tip-off and well before we're going to get the most relevant information. But I cannot tell if this line is suggesting that Devin Booker will be out once again or you're just getting a nice opportunity to buy low on the Phoenix Suns. That's kind of the struggle for me right now as far as this line goes here. Because I do think Phoenix is the play if you see Devin Booker back in the lineup tonight. Not that, again, everything is Groundhog Day and we know performances aren't easily repeated, but the Phoenix Suns have played the Clippers with Devin Booker early this season against the Clippers, and they beat them 112-95. to More important than that, the Suns were favored in that basketball game. Now, I know the Suns have been playing poorly and the Clippers have been, pay- been playing well, but if I get Devin Booker back tonight up against the Clippers on the second leg of a back-to-back, I do think the Suns win this basketball game. Could you buy the two and a half right now and hope he plays? You could, but again, that's a stretch there if you're not going to like it without Devin Booker. And the, the problem is Chris Paul has not been playing at the level where you're like, ah, it's fine, Chris Paul's there, which is another thing we talk about the struggling Golden State Warriors. All of a sudden now, right, Steph Curry's out. What does this team look like without Steph? Phoenix is finding that out the hard way, right? All this a whole offseason, Kevin Rant wanted to go become a member of the Phoenix Suns, right? Now, I do think they offered up their best package, really, but there's only so much they could do. But it almost now looks like Phoenix maybe needs an additional piece added if they want to get back to the NBA Finals where they were two years ago. Some have said there, hey, look, uh, Chris Paul's no James Harden here. So, I mean, hey, be careful what you wish for at this point. Aging veterans here, but certainly want to try to break that losing streak nonetheless. Pelicans Jazz, the 18-9 and Pelicans going on the road here to take on the 16-14 and Jazz. The Jazz have protected their home court 10-5 and this season. But as always, the key is, who are we going to watch? It's Zion Williamson. Take a look at the updated lines here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Minus one and a half as a road favorite here for the Pelicans. And you're seeing a little bit of a uh, notion in each one of these games games we're not getting the minus seven and a half the minus eights the minus 14s here you have a lot of games within a bucket here tonight which is going to be interesting here on some handicaps the utah jazz total in this game 231 and a half anticipated starting lineups tonight yes you guessed it zion williamson looks like he's going to give it a go tonight pels jazz what gives here tonight k-dub so you and i we talk about it at times when you get a, a statement from a book right All right, enough's enough. We're not letting you bet that. Time to adjust here uh, because this is now no longer going our direction. Zion's points plus rebounds plus assists. 
was checking in underneath 40 for a long time. 38 and a halfs, right? The ability to get involved there. Well, Zion has now turned the corner in that market. Seven games in a row with 39 or more points plus rebounds plus assists. Last game, he checked in at exactly 40 points, rebounds, and assists, which for that game was good, but for tonight would not be enough as they've transitioned this number to 41 and a half, making you pay a little bit for an under at minus 120 because they know that they're finally boosting up the Zion price to try and keep you out of range. The thing is, do you really believe you're going to be kept out of range here? You missed that Zion number, not because of any issues that he had. 26 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists in 26 minutes. It was a blowout. That's the only reason he didn't go out there and probably check in around 50 points plus rebounds plus assists. We know the blowouts can kill the props. It's always a dangerous game when you're looking to back overs. But as we've said, if you tonight aren't going to bet a Zion prop because you think there's going to be a blowout, well, it's a pick em line. So I, do you like the Pels in a blowout? Do you like the Jazz in a blowout? You'll be fine then. Forget the props market. you got a crystal ball in front of you. But if this game is competitive, Donnie, which again, a short line like this suggests it will be, Zion should be right back to blowing past all of his player props. Yeah, nice to see him healthier. Hopefully he can continue that for the rest of the season. The NBA certainly is better for it. Final game we'll talk about quickly here, the Heat and the Rockets. By the way, both of these teams, Kevin, winners of three of their past four games. Shouldn't be any surprise the Heat are doing that, but certainly the Rockets, who sit at 19-18 and 18 on the season. If we're setting the table for this one here, FanDuel Sportsbook lists this line as the Heat favored by four points and a total of 219.5. That's taken a drop down from 224. Quick thoughts on the Heat and the Rockets tonight. Isn't it, isn't it just incredible to think that Houston might be playing uh, basketball at a level that sees them at only three-and-a-half-point favorites here against the Miami Heat? How about the Rockets have a winning record at home? Who would have thought that they would be able to uh, pull off such a thing there when you go through this team? I think, though, you could still be getting a little bit of value here on the Miami Heat. However, Miami played last night. So, as always, caveats apply. Be careful, be careful, be careful. Next thing you know, wait a minute, the whole team's off here, and it's Max Struess and, and Duncan Robinson by themselves, so be cautious again with these numbers. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Josh McDaniels versus Bill Belichick. <laughs> this game has a, a, an interesting set of circumstances, I think, working in where the, the Vegas Raiders were a team that had the worst odds to win their division, yet there were a ton of people picking them to win the division. The New England Patriots last year made the playoffs, but it felt like their entire season was going to be a complete train wreck because Matt Patricia... And Joe Judge were going to split being the offensive coordinators. Oddly, half of all of these things have played out. The Raiders, now they're not last in their division, but they're certainly nowhere near first, and they don't look like a playoff team, which is kind of what happens when you have the worst odds to win a division. Just how it goes. Then you've got the New England Patriots, who are 7-6, and six, currently occupy a playoff spot. But their offense is as bad as we thought it was going to be. Mac Jones is a complete mess. And every single game, win or lose, we have to have Bill Belichick answer about whether or not he thinks he's going to make changes at offensive coordinator. Something that basically at this point in the year only happens in like college football. Like they're a playoff team and people are like, hey, are you going to fire Matt Patricia? Are you going to find an offensive coordinator? Which is incredible. You could almost argue in some way that Josh McDaniels is more missed in New England than McDaniels misses being with Bill Belichick here which is, I think, probably where I want to start with this, Donnie. McDaniel's absence in New England. We always try and figure out how much credit to assign a Patriots dynasty, right? The hoodie versus Tom, all of that that people have tried to debate for years. I'm not saying enter McDaniel's into this conversation for a 33-33 split. But it does feel like the New England Patriots miss Josh McDaniel's in a legitimate way. Of course they do. Of course they do. And this is the jokes that we were passing around in the preseason when you're talking about, like, hey, maybe Bill Belichick has finally left the reservation. We've seen it before, though, from great coaches. Andy Reid in Philadelphia basically got himself fired for putting Juan Castillo as offensive coordinator at defensive coordinator, and nobody could figure it out. Fast forward a few years later, Andy Reid was eventually fired. But for decisions like that, he's not going to do that again in Kansas City. He knows better. But Bill Belichick, living all high and mighty for the past 40 years in the NFL, or at least since he's had Tom Brady, felt he had the cap to make moves like this. And one of my favorite indicators is Bill Belichick doesn't answer anything in the press. He doesn't, you ask him at a press conference, he walks around everything. Heck, I just watched him on that Monday night football game, talk to Adam Schefter. Schefter asked him three questions, Kevin. He didn't answer any one of them. They ended the conversation as if he was saying, spitting, you know, volumes of knowledge out here. But I do love the fact that at the beginning of the season, Nobody thought this was the right move to make Matt Patricia and or Joe Judge your offensive coordinator without having basically any experience in doing that. And then Bill Belichick evoked the, what are you talking about, man? We don't worry about, like, you know, titles around here. And the next person in the room, which I wish was me, going, hey, Bill, 40 years, you've had an offensive coordinator and a defense coordinator every single year. What changed now? See if you could put him right on the hot spot right now. Of course, maybe the most things they miss even more than players that leave was an actual offensive coordinator kevin yeah i don't 
I just don't understand how Bill Belichick can be as smart as he is about the game of football. Yes. And, now, and all of us saw this coming as a complete disaster, and he did not. I, I don't know if that's pure stubbornness. I Again, I, I refuse to think that's the case, though. Like, I don't think that Bill Belichick would... I think he just might only trust, like, six people in all of the league, and that's his Rolodex, which would be a problem then moving forward. Because I don't really know if that's... If you got to this conclusion this offseason, I'm not sure watching the results is going to change your mind because the results shouldn't be different. Though there was a moment where Belichick was maybe going to get another dream scenario play out, McDaniels was just going to be... I can't. He's going to be fired after one year it's yeah. in Vegas. Then it felt like he was going to be able to right the ship. And then they managed to somehow have their worst loss of the season. A team that has won three different leads of 17 or more, lost to Jeff Saturday at home in his head coaching debut with Matt Ryan running for 40 yards on one play against them. Their worst loss of the year comes on a Thursday night where they lead by two touchdowns or two possessions, up 13, and they let Baker Mayfield and the Rams go 98 yards in about a minute to win that game. The Raiders are 5-8. and eight. They could easily, easily be, feet, be, be going head-to-head -head with the Kansas City Chiefs to win the AFC West. And I don't know what you're supposed to do with this kind of a season, Don. Do you say, hey, look, it's his first year with Vegas. There's flashes of, of good things here. Or, no, this guy is a disaster. And this is never going to work out for Josh McDaniels in Vegas with Derek Carr. Yeah, he's going to stay there for at least another year. And also, let's keep in mind, I mean, you've had some, you know, wild statistics here with Devontae Adams at wide receiver, as you should, as one of the best wide receivers in football. But he's been down Darren Waller, one of the better tight ends in football for most of the year. And the same thing with Hunter Renfro has been down. So you might want to give him a mulligan on the season. Not so sure it gets any easier next year, per se, because you're still going to be in a division with the Chargers, who with Justin Herbert, supposed to be good, and maybe even with a new head coach. You still have Andy Reid in that division. And who knows if the rebound that you're going to get from Russell Wilson in Denver, and if they get a coaching change then will that make a difference i have this feeling that we're going to be talking the same way we talked about the raiders this year oh man raiders you know what stinks yeah they're in a tough division and they can't overcome anything but as you watch this year play out as you astutely pointed look they made their bet and they're laying in it right now this isn't like man every week we lost 24 to 23 to the best teams <laughs> in football that's not the case at this point as you're right they lost to baker mayfield on a massive drive which you never should lose those games but moving forward with the Raiders in this game, and just getting back to the original point, the Patriots would be better off if Josh McDaniels was still their offensive coordinator. Yeah, the, the, there's no doubt about it. And look, I don't think they could do this, but there's a world where people start to wonder, should New England have told Bill, why don't you come uh, upstairs, pal? Why don't you, why don't you get up here style. and let Josh slide over to becoming the head coach of our football team. Now, that might be crazy to say because maybe Josh McDaniels is not a good head coach. Considering the way they have lost this year, you certainly would have that evidence. Plus his prior stint as a head coach. It's just, it's incredible to watch these teams all seemingly, uh, or these guys involved, miss one another, right? It's incomplete without the other. So they enter this game now 
this week in Vegas, pick them line. And we talk about who could potentially make some noise with the you know remainder of the schedule. I don't think Vegas really can. Even if they beat New England and Pittsburgh, they close with the Niners and the Chiefs. How ridiculous is that? You know, and they're five and they're five and eight right now. So you're ha- you're running the table. I don't see that playing out for Vegas. But the Pats legitimately sit in a playoff spot right now. So factoring in this game with the Vegas Raiders, what's the outlook to you on the New England Patriots in terms of making the postseason? Yeah, the outlook is going to be on the outside looking in when it's all said and done. Maybe getting even a little bit of a break in their previous game where they played against Arizona, which you lost your quarterback, what, play one, two, or three to start that one. Sort of spoon-fed that game. But let's also fast forward to what we're looking at even in this week. I'm not so sure they beat the Raiders at this point because I think the Raiders are more talented. So Ramondre Stevenson going to be back for this game and healthy. Devontae Parker, who was your de facto number one wide receiver, got a concussion. He's probably not going to play this week. But also look at the schedule moving forward for the Patriots. If the season ended now, a playoff team. But how about this? At the Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, and Bills? You almost couldn't point a worse schedule to have when you're fighting for your life. Now, having said that, Two games at home, two games on the road. But if you break it down, the Raiders are still playing football. They're going to try to beat the New England Patriots, right? Whether or not they think they can make the playoffs or not, I don't think the Raiders are getting in. The Bengals, fighting for everything, fighting for the division, they're going to play hard in that game. The Miami Dolphins will be fighting for either A, a division, if they could possibly knock off the Bills this weekend, but nonetheless playing directly with the New England Patriots on getting a wild card. And the final game of the season is the Buffalo Bills. If the Bills have run the table, you know what's going to happen here in that last game? The Bills will still need that to get the number one overall seed, and they will be playing there. There's a legitimate chance that the New England Patriots, Kevin, don't win a single football game the rest of the way. They don't have an easy game on their schedule. There is no chance that they go winless in this stretch. Bill Belichick is not going to lose out. I don't see any way that that happens here. Which then gets really interesting because if they beat Vegas, be like, oh, okay, yeah, we could see that happening. Can they beat Cincinnati? I think the answer is nope. yes. Can they beat Miami? Come on. You don't think they can beat Cincinnati? Here's the thing, man. Sometimes don't, you don't lose make your me mind. Do this they again. beat the Chiefs, don't and you and you are now again. convinced that the Cincinnati Bengals are not going to lose another football game. Yeah. Don't make me pull out the automatic because I will do it, and it's been known to work correctly, but I'm going to do it right now. It's timestamp this right here. The Bengals and the New England Patriots. That's an automatic loss for the New England Patriots. Now we can move on. Just to clarify, Cincinnati's not going to lose ever again, right? Just so you can look at maybe years. Maybe years like Miami, like 58 58 game home. Is there any world Cincinnati loses this week in Tampa Bay? No. Ah, um, uh, no. So there, and there's think, also, I don't think they are. Right. And there's no world they could lose at New England. And then the final two games are home against Buffalo and home against Baltimore. How do you feel Buffalo. about those games? No. I mean, right. You get your tickets yeah, right you, now for the Bengals yeah, and the Eagles Super that. Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. I, all right. That's good. Uh, you know what you're starting to do, though? You're starting to cover the board nicely there, adding a couple of teams to the back pocket portfolio there. So mm-hmm. that way you can be yep. able to say, look, I was all I in all the, the way, all the time. Now. Listen, and you got to keep that hand over the button to cash out on the Buffalo Bills, ring the table, job <laughs> I done, do CLV. It. I might do it, man. Struggling right now. And, and transition the money over to Cincinnati, who's going to be a wild card That's team. That's going to be an point, ugly man. scene. Spread there, it man. around. Yeah. Looks like I already got my money line dog. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Thursday night football, the one that you've been waiting for here between Brock Purdy and Geno Smith. Seahawks, Niners. Seattle is a home dog here, catching a field goal in division. The total's 43 and a half. Let's just start with this here. If Brock Purdy does not play in this game, and it then would be Josh Johnson, what are we doing with this line? Are we all of a sudden in a space where the gap between Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson, are we going to move a field goal here? Are are we not going to move at all? Like, what are we doing here if Brock Purdy actually can't make the starting gate here? Yeah, we got to go to at least a pick you would think, right? You can't have the Seahawks as a dog with a just a random quarterback to say, and then Josh Johnson's been around the NFL a while. I'm not saying that. And also, I don't want to turn Brock Purdy into Tom Brady slash Joe Montana either, but it's pretty clear that the San Francisco 49ers didn't miss a beat from Jimmy Garoppolo to Brock Purdy. And we can't just randomly make that assumption that they won't miss a beat going from Brock Purdy to Josh Johnson at this point here, right? So that would have to, a three-point move for me, right? Oh, by the way, Purdy's not playing. He injured himself in pregame warm-ups, that same oblique he had. It doesn't stay at three. It can't stay at three. So I, on the surface, agree with you. But I kind of have to kind of catch ourselves here. We're now saying that Brock Purdy is a field goal better than any other quarterback in football. Like, that's crazy that Brock Purdy would have established himself as such immediately here. Let me ask you this. What would this line be if it was Jimmy Garoppolo? It'd be, they'd be, I think the 49ers would be at like that three and a half number. Like, not much. So that's, so that's where we are. So Brock Purdy. If they won. Again, if they won the games, games, right? If we preface it by saying that, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. little bit. So Brock Purdy in two games has basically yes. now put the, the, the spot where you think mm-hmm. him and Garoppolo are the same. And the books think yes. him and Garoppolo are the yes. same here on a weekly basis. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what we, we've been telling you that for a long time on this show. 
But the people out there, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo. With the, now you see what the Niners are doing with a rookie quarterback. This is what we've always been saying. He doesn't move the needle. He is a game manager with a fantastic set of weapons and an unbelievable play caller. That's Jimmy Garoppolo. So uh, I agree to most of that. I didn't. But it's not that Garoppolo was the same as every single quarterback in football. Right? Like you're saying, if this was Josh Johnson, we'd feel differently. So, if again, let's call Jimmy Garoppolo the 20th best quarterback in football, just for argument's sake, right? Is is Brock Purdy the 20th best quarterback in the NFL? I, I just... Jimmy G is not horrendous. He's just overrated no. and helped greatly due to his circumstances. So, Brock Purdy... C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins, right? Like, they weren't able to perform yeah. at the level of Jimmy no. G like in two games that's where we are on Brock Purdy yes because if, I mean if you're looking at this game you know right now FanDuel minus three points here for the San Francisco 49ers let's play devil's advocate the 49ers won their past two games but Jimmy Garoppolo actually got injured with a minute to go in the fourth quarter you know running outside the pocket just to kill some time what's that line with Brock Purdy the starter tonight there would be Seahawks minus six and a half probably tonight would it be you go what Brock Purdy's the last guy. He's never. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Seattle's running away with this, and no Debo Samuel. I would hate. I would think to believe that they would be close to touchdown favorites. Would be the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, but now Seattle playing really bad football is also encouraging this number moving uh, obviously a lot because the Seahawks have not looked good at all. It's just, and I know people will say, "Oh, you're low on Brock Purdy because he doesn't have the draft pedigree." If they took him, in, if they took him where they took Trey Lance, you'd be in on Brock Purdy. Yeah, he went. Pick 262 for a reason, though. I mean, it's just, it's not like he was at Iowa State ripping off Heisman campaigns. I, I, I hope we understand that. We're like, ah, oh, Iowa yeah. State, all these all-time record books. He was there for 100 years. So relax. I, I just, again, I, I just have still some hesitations around Brock Purdy. Though I am open to a world where he's as good as Garoppolo because of how we view, or good enough, I guess, based on the weaponry that exists here in San Fran. With all that said, I'll take the field goal in division at home for the Seattle Seahawks with roughly the season on the line here tonight with how it feels here for Seattle in this NFC race. I know they're not playing great. I know the defense has been struggling, but I still think that Geno Smith with Lockett and DK Metcalf have shown enough with a returning Kenneth Walker that on a primetime game here on a Thursday night short week, First time right, you're getting the short prep week there for a Brock Purdy. I got to be able to take the field goal here with the Seattle Seahawks on a Thursday night. Yes, there's two ways that this game can go, right? Because you're taking a look at Purdy, which we're anticipating that he's all of a sudden just going to be the same every week, dominant, you know, in his two touchdowns, no interceptions, 21 of 26, and moving the football down the field. But let's take things into account of what we have as reality tonight. You have a young quarterback that's going to make his first road start here. Now, also, the preparation weeks that you're used to in the NFL are week-to-week week at this point here. Now you've been contents from, hey, we just got done on Sunday. Quick turnaround here. We're going to play on Thursday and on the road. So one of those days is going to be a travel day from Northern California up to Seattle. Now, the tough part about this also is Purdy has an oblique injury, Kevin. This isn't one of those like, hey, man, whew, thank goodness we played on a Thursday two weeks ago. Now we actually have 10 days off. He feels really good. This is one of those where he's going to work out pregame and let you know what he feels. And also, let's keep in mind, 
Brock Purdy is mm -hmm. not like, you know, Jay Cutler out here that can just roll out of the pocket or a Patrick Mahomes flick of the wrist. I got mad game with my arm. I can throw 65 yards down the field. He labors when he throws deep, as is now, and now has an injury. And, oh, oh yeah, Debo Samuel is going to be out of the game. Well, don't worry, they have George Kittle. Where's George Kittle been the past few weeks here? And even last week, when he had like 26 yards receiving in that game. So is it going to be, if we can slow down Christian McCaffrey a little bit, is IU going to torch everybody for 14 catches, a buck 96 and three scores? No, that's not going to happen. This is a team coming in quite banged up for the 49ers, but getting a lot of play because of what we've seen the past two weeks. What if I told you Purdy's going to start, but it's not going to be on a pitch count, but hey, guys. I can't drop back here and off my back foot waft one 30 yards down the field to try to make a play. What happens if we don't get that? That's why I keep coming back to the under 43 and a half because I do think the San Francisco mm -hmm. 49ers are bringing defense, Kevin, but I'm not so sure what they're bringing on offense tonight. Yeah, I think that's understandable. Now, and the nice thing for them is the matchup here. Seattle's got a very, very bad run defense, so they should mm -hmm. be able to have yeah. success against that. Well, the CMC numbers, by the way, I know we're going to do all the props, but I just can't. It's very odd to me. Like McCaffrey was injured, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, Jeff Wilson's, uh, or not Jeff Wilson, um, Eli Mitchell's injured. Do you think CMC is going to be able to carry the workload? He's like, yeah, no problem. This is easy. Like 15-plus carries, not a, not a concern in the world mm -hmm. here uh, tonight. Rushing prop, 78 and a half. So you're seeing that there's a lot of trust in the CMC markets. Where do you like? We can start touchdown scores as we get into this props yeah. market for this football game. I mean, it makes some sense. Like anytime touchdown score, Christian McCaffrey, and not just because he's going to be the lead back tonight, chewing up a lot of that yardage, but he's so devastatingly good outside as a wide receiver. Now, also, usually you can pick up the slack and say, hey, you know, it's maybe a little bit tough in the red zone. How many times have we seen Debo Samuel get those carries or Debo Samuel on the 35 yard line, get it reversed and run it in for a touchdown? You no longer have that. So lining up in the red zone, who's actually getting the football? Are you running like a tight end jet sweep to George Kittle? I probably doubt that. It's probably going to be McCaffrey bidding your lead dog inside the 20 whether it's through the air or on the ground I think it makes some sense and then if we're talking about that nasty front seven for the San Francisco 49ers I don't really know if I want to go near Kenneth Walker the third who's actually listed at a plus 105 price so what does that leave us if Seattle if we think they're going to score some touchdowns both of their star wide receivers DK Metcalf sitting at a plus 175 and Tyler Lockett at a two to one price I doubt tonight that Seattle's going to be shut out from scoring a touchdown. And if I think they're going to score a touchdown, it's probably going to be in the air. Unless you're in the air, you get a pass interference penalty in the end zone. It's on the one-yard line. I look for the wide receivers to do the damage tonight here for those Seattle Seahawks. Tyler Lockett's caught a touchdown in six consecutive games. So good. So in, good. in that run, Metcalf's caught a touchdown in four of six. So mm -hmm. betting Metcalf at plus 175 and Lockett at 2-1, to one, the mm -hmm. likelihood of getting one to come in is, has been very consistent, and hitting both has happened four of the last six games. The issue, of course, is playing the San Francisco defense and how good this Niners defense obviously has been now for a very, very strong run here. But part of the reason that those two have had that success has just been Geno Smith. He has now had two consecutive games, or excuse me, seven straight games with two-plus passing touchdowns, and you can see how that factors then in to his number one wide receivers, and I say plural because really they are kind of co-number ones, it feels like, in this offense. The Geno number that's interesting to me is his passing prop and dropping. 
243 and a half last night. This number falling to mm -hmm. 236 and a half. There's going to come a point where you're going to want to have to buy the bottom here. 264 plus yards for Geno Smith in five consecutive games over this five game stretch, averaging 302 passing yards per game. He has thrown for 260 plus in eight of his last 11 games. And the only loss in which he stayed underneath this number was to the Niners. But again, that was the second game of the season. I think this is a far more confident Geno Smith who's allowed to throw the football a lot more. So I do think you're going to see Geno's number here, 236 and a half, it looks like, Donnie, continue to fall. And there will come a point where you're going to want to be able to buy the bottom of that number. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. He throws for just about two touchdown passes or more, it seems like, every single game the way it plays out. But I got to tell you, I didn't actually circle the over one and a half, which I do believe is at a plus 108 number right now at the FanDuel mm -hmm. Sportsbook. Not bad, but it, it's all a matter of what we're getting out of the San Francisco 49ers that pertains to Geno Smith. Well, Donnie, why would that matter? You hear me use this terminology all the time. Give me a running mate out here. If Brock Purdy truly is injured and looking to go for three yards in a cloud of dust and eat clock and eke out a win in a tough environment in Seattle in a divisional game, I hear you on that. But my goodness, Geno Smith 236 and a half if I just told you I don't think the running game is going to be all that successful for Seattle tonight whether or not Walker the third is healthy or not that means you're going to be passing a lot just by default if Gino drops back 40 times in this game he should have 236 yards their advantage is through the air I doubt that Pete Carroll and their offensive coordinator are going to sit back in the room and go, you know what now's the time to run the football repeatedly against that front seven no the way you beat the 49ers you got to get in the air and even if Gino doesn't have a good game that probably Probably means that they're losing in this game, which means more passing attempts. He could pull the old Tom. Imagine this. We're slandering Brady on this. Pull the old Tom Brady. 55 pass attempts. A horrendous game for 252 yards. Yeah, you just cast your ticket in on that over 236 and a half. And that's the thing. Volume, volume, volume. If this is a Niners yes. game, you're going to be in a comfortable position there. Kenneth Walker rush prop, by the way, did just appear 48 and a half. So you're seeing some increased confidence yeah. that he will be available for this game. Have you lined up any match specials? It, I feel like we're not going to have a robust board right now because we don't have a ton of no. information on who's in and who's out. No, it's not robust. So if we're looking at maybe getting defensive stops here and points will be at a premium because that total is listed at 43 and a half and it's a divisional game with a lot on the line from both sides. How about this? One field goal in each quarter, Kevin, that would pay seven to one. Stalled out drives, good news tonight in Seattle. Maybe you can take yourself down. If you don't think it's going to be a lot of scoring, maybe you'll just get in the field goal range, and that'll be enough where these coaches will actually take the points. Not a bad idea. I'll also mention each team to score a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. Three to one is not a bad price for what feels like not a bad. bet on oh, that. will the Seattle that. Seahawks run a touchdown in. Certainly yes. something to keep your eye on. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. All right, last segment of the day right here for the early line on a Thursday. Right here on Sirius XM Channel 159, the Sports Grid Network. Donnie and Kevin here powering through from 7 to 9 a.m. before handing it over to Ben Stevens and the morning after coming up next in the rest of your Sports Grid day. Talked about a lot of stuff tonight. A Thursday night football game in the NFL with a lot on the line between the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks, but also tomorrow, as we said, Bowl season will begin. Should be a lot of fun. The World Cup final is going to be on Sunday. But having said that, sometimes we take the good old binoculars out and look towards the future here. Not this weekend, which will be a lot of fun with the Saturday slate of games, which could include a snow fest up in Buffalo between the Miami Dolphins. But how about Christmas Eve? The Philadelphia Eagles and also the Dallas Cowboys. Little bit of trash talk out there. Listen up. Ah, who doesn't like that? A little trash talk here for Christmas Eve. Sometimes it's the family that gets together and trash talks themselves. But how about this? Two hated rivals, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. The trash is flying, but obviously the trash is coming from the Dallas side here. Micah Parsons, who's been wonderful since he came into the NFL last year, a sack maven and a truly dominating football player, but raising the eyebrows of some of the Philadelphia Eagles, including Jordan Mailata and also Jalen Hurts seems to believe that Micah Parsons says, yeah, Eagles really haven't played that many teams. And by the way, is Jalen Hurts actually that good? Or is it just the football team around them and the system that he is in? Which is wonderful stuff. This is what we need in the NFL. When a very good player makes nonsensical comments, it heats everything up around it. Because if we had cared if maybe Jerry Jones had said it or Stephen Jones or Mike McCarthy or just some random backup player here for the Dallas Cowboys, no. But the fact it came from Michael Parsons, who actually has to play the Philadelphia Eagles on Christmas Eve and needs to play well, probably, for them to have a chance at victory, it's sensational stuff. It's why the NFL works. It's why we're talking about this game on Christmas Eve a week ahead of time and might be one of the most watched games in the NFL over at least the past decade. I can't wait for it, and neither can the players. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.